much for taking the time to do this. Um, overall, keep it simple at the start. You having a good day so far? I know it's early. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> Got my coffee and everything. That's all that you need. Um, okay, 2023 then overall so far. We are in August. So in the latter half of it, has it been a satisfying year for you so far? And what's been the highlight of the past um, seven or so months? Uh, yeah, 2023 has been pretty cool. Uh, some highlights, finishing the album, uh, relocating to Hollywood, which is uh, pretty cool. It's uh, you know, kind of on the up and up, which is nice. Yeah. Do you feel like you've had a busy one? you feel like you've been able to consistently just keep yourself busy? Yeah, I mean, recording, doing all that sort of stuff, and then mixing, mastering the products uh or the cds and stuff like that and doing all the media so yeah just uh always busy so always working on something do you do you enjoy this part of it where you, it's the build effectively the long and slow build to a release you've done all the work you need to do to have it ready to get out into the world and now you're just as you say promoting doing interviews press releases and so on do you like that side of it yeah i actually enjoy it um Actually, this time around is a little bit better for me because I actually got the album done sooner than I expected to. So I actually have all this kind of leeway time to work on other elements and assets to kind of for the um, the put the main push and then content that's going to be coming out afterwards, probably for the next four to five months afterwards. Oh, so you've got more time to really plan it out step by step, kind of. Yeah, I have a lot of video content. Like when I drove out here uh, across country, I actually filmed like the whole drive. So that's actually part, that's going to be part of like the visuals for like the full album YouTube version of the album, you know, which will be later down the road. Oh my God. That's incredible. <laughs> I, I love, I absolutely love, I love that. That is amazing. I almost pictured a movie on my head. The idea of listening to the album from beginning to end with your visuals uh, along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll cut in some, like uh, some footage I did, like, you know, that's kind of inspired like the artwork for each song on the album. So I'll intercut that as well. So. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. It's awesome to be speaking to you at a specific point because I'm kind of talking about an interesting point in your musical career. We're less than a month away from the release of your brand new album. It is, of course, Just Drive. Get the name out there right now. A different Joey Diabolic album, to say the least. Where's your head at with it right now? Are you still enjoying it or are you kind of want to, I want it, you kind of want it out into the world so other people can judge it? It's nice to be able to enjoy it for myself, but I am really interested in how it's going to be received. So it's such a, it's pretty dramatic difference from what I've normally kind of put out and what I'm, I guess, known for. for mm. And, um, but I feel like you can kind of dial in. It's like, oh, that does still sound like him. It's just through this different lens sort of thing. I think that's the right way to put it there. Absolutely. It is still you. It's a different lens. It's a different level of creativity. So talk to me then kind of about your vision for this album. We're going back to the early points. What did you want to show with it? And how far out of your own comfort zone were you willing to push yourself? <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, this is definitely. A side of myself, like I never felt comfortable really showcasing musically, but. I just got to the point where I'm like, 
like with the seven EP, it's like, I'm like, all right, I'm starting to kind of like mess with the idea of like more ambient, more chill tracks. That's cool. I had these songs that started kind of putting together during my cross country drive out here. And a lot of it was really inspired by the drive out here and the music I was listening to, which was like America, Tom Waits, Morphine, The Police, um, like all that sort of vibe. And then just being in different states, places I've never been to before and just mm. really kind of soaking in the experience and everything. And, you know, LA is a vibe as well. So it's like, all right, well, I'm going to try doing this, like this version of my music. Let's, you know, let's go for a hundred percent. Like I'm not going to cut corners. I'm just going to go all in. What were some of the early struggles you had with putting those ideas and that creative vision into, into practice? I think it was just being comfortable with the fact that I'm not hiding behind distorted guitar or like metal guitars or like the industrial sort of stuff and really just utilizing my natural singing voice mm -hmm. and you know it's just like i don't know it's i'm hiding behind a lot less at that point it's like this is as i guess uh <laughs> as uh i guess intimate as i could get musically did you have to force yourself to kind of be that intimate with just to intimate to kind of break out of that shell that you had in a way, creatively, it's like, yeah, I have the rips and I have the ideas, but it's like, okay, I have to visualize, visualize myself that I'll eventually be playing this material live. Mm. And how how is that going to be, too? Because I'm not going to be like running around and screaming and ripping my strings off and just totally losing my shit. Like, this is like the chill, mellow out version of myself. It's like, how is that going to work? And um, but then with the music, too, it's like, yeah, I'd been brought to, like, my daddy's bring me to the blues bars to do blues jams and stuff like that when I was younger, which was great, developmentally. And um, it's like, all right, well, let's just see what it's like, you know. People, people can dig it, that's great. If not, you know, at least for myself, like, something I really enjoy and can dig. Were you, were you adamant, always adamant, as you started this journey, that this was going to be a full album release? It was definitely going to be something you did, or did or did you hit any kind of roadblocks on the way that made you think about just abandoning it? It was actually started off more like, <clears throat> well, I like the idea of attempting to compose music for potential sync placement in TV, film, and radio. So it kind of started off like that. And then it actually evolved into like, okay, I'm actually going to be singing on this album. Okay. It's actually going to be an actual main album, not just like an EP sort of thing. So then there's my whole sort of um, timeline and the way I was producing the tracks and composing everything kind of changed over the, the course, but it's, it was all natural though. It naturally evolved in that way. It's like, I didn't have to like force anything to happen. It's just like, so that was great. Just nat naturally evolved. I love it. Um, what about yeah. some of the more fun and interesting aspects? So we kind of did the struggles, but on the flip side of that, what about some fun and interesting aspects that you had along the way? I think a lot of the uh, the fun side of things and really interesting side of things is more um, the way I'm using some of the instrumentation. Like 
on a song called Sultry Eyes, like kind of channeling like a, I guess a fun, jazzy, blues, Elvis-inspired vibe, and then like having a cool horn section, and it's just kind of, I don't know, kind of has some movement to it that I'm not really used to uh, articulating in my music previously. So um, I just like, kind of like, let's see where it goes. Like just go for it. If it works out, that's fantastic. If not, like it's not really much of a loss because I'm just, you know, it's such a positive experience overall. So it has been that positive overall. It has a, obviously you create about output and out up to this point has been in a certain way. Do you kind of see this as just more opportunities um, for you to develop as an artist singly to continue to sort of see what you can do? Yeah. The, you know, as, the, as the album started to progress, the main focus became, I want to become a better songwriter. Oh. Not, not to say that the stuff I've done beforehand isn't good. It's just, you know, you want to evolve and you want to set some sort of challenges for yourself. And I had actually written a, a completely different album before this, which I put on hold, which I'll eventually go back to. But now that I've done this album and kind of come up with different processes and really push myself in certain directions, now I can reapproach that same material more with from a like from a new perspective and it's like okay this song is actually good by itself or you know what let me just take the bare minimum and then scrap everything else and rebuild it to just make it the best version of it so it's uh, amazing so this album's really kind of influencing a lot for what i'm have coming out in the future as well okay okay that's cool did a lot end up on the the floor the cut room floors it were did you kind of find that the it, it was quite complete at the start To be honest, I really didn't know what the end, end result was going to be as far as the mm. track listing. Um, some interludes I actually had just thrown together at the end because I'm like, I need a transition piece. I feel like it's too abrupt from, you know, from an album play perspective. Um, so there are a fair amount of interludes, which I'd written maybe a long time ago. And mm. now it's just like, Oh, let me reinterpret that, and it actually would make sense in this sort of uh, playthrough. But okay. I do have a lot of other material from these sort of sessions, where it's like maybe I could do like a part two, or do a version, you know, do an album, you know, down the line where it's more like less rock but more focus on jazz, blues, Americana, rockability. Oh, wonderful. Just keep it to the side until you, you feel ready to look at them again. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of let it marinate in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, this album, I, I sort of see it in tune with what its sort of theme is. Lines in a roadmap that you've drawn as you travel. It's not a straight line either. It's you've gone exploring and passed through locales that offer up a wide array of experiences and each song reflects that in some way. Yet it also has a strong relatability because of the feelings that come from that. Is that kind of what you would hope or want people to feel? Or do you have your own ver version of what you want people to feel from this album? You know, I really don't have any expectations of what I want people to have or 
like a specific um, synopsis to experience per se. I just want it to be something that, you know, somebody puts it on and they can just dig right into it. And it's, you know, maybe something resonates, mm. you know, and that's really all I can ask for. You know, what about it would be cool if people were like, you know, what? I'm going to go on a road trip. You know what? This album is a road trip album. Let me just throw it on. You know, why not? Right. Do you um, take into account or do you consider uh, the differences between, say, countries and stuff? For example, uh, the road trip, you know, Americana style road trip that uh, you can have is very, very different to what I could do in the UK, for example. So it's a little harder to kind of picture. Yeah, yeah, def- I could I could see that perspective. But, uh, you know, I would like to eventually visit the UK and Europe and then obviously I'll be inspired by everything like that. So maybe that would be the part two. Oh, yeah, of course. You'd, I mean, UK is an island. It'll, uh, an island. It'll only take you a couple of hours to drive around it. But Europe, yeah. jump in a car from Spain and you can go all, I mean, the amount of different countries you'll pass through just driving. That'd be incredible. Yeah. What about um, concerns? Do you, do you have any or did you have any that making this album, putting it out, might append what you'd established about yourself up to this point, polarising like listeners? Or does that not really matter? I think I was more concerned with that when I had ended my previous band, Dislocate, and started Martyr Art back in like 2003. Because um, the first album I did was so different from dislocate which was like new metal post hardcore sort of vibes with uh some thrash mixed in and you know people were like i mean it was a small still a small fan base but it was like Mm. people thought i'd sold out back then (laughs) or i just you know i don't know what the the vibe was but um yeah i'm not really too concerned Mm -hmm. then again it's 2023 most people kind of have almost like an iPod shuffle listening um, experience anyway, you know, they'll go from genre to genre, artist to artist. It's not as, um, I guess, segmented as it used to be, where it's like you only really listen to these types of bands in this type of genre and subgenres that are directly connected. I mean, I listen to everything. So I think if anything, it's makes it a more uh, appealing release and has maybe more potential to connect and these days it's all about trying to get yourselves on playlists as well on the uh, streaming side of things and um it'll be interesting to see uh where just drive ends up where would you put yeah. it um i'd probably go you know there's that's the thing it's like each song is kind of different like uh go as you are is almost like a, if the cure and nirvana made a song and then was like, oh, uh, let's drop a little Elvis Costello in the bridge, you know? And then um, like Just Drive Sunset Sky, it's like a very um, police inspired sort of song. You know, I was even like trying to recreate uh, Stuart Copeland's drum sound on that one. Yeah, so I don't know. Anything and everything. Kind of like a rock genre, you know, not necessarily being picked up in the metal sort of mm. uh, circles, but I think people that may have listened to my previous stuff and are in the metal could appreciate the rock side of it. I think so. An open mind always helps, I think, as well. Um, but, you know, ultimately, it's important 
uh, from a listener, from a fan, to want you to have a free reign on experimentation, regardless of the genres that you've made music within the past. The idea, I guess, is that we might never know what we'll get from Joy Diabolic next time. Is that how you want to be perceived? Maybe not consciously, but that's, you know, that's kind of a pretty good assessment of things because, you know, like I have an album that's pretty much an electronic album that's Daft Punk meets Kraftwerk meets Dead Mouse. I don't know when if I, if I'm ever going to finish it and release it, but that might be something down the road as well. I do have very heavy, thrashy, you know, just sludgy, doomy stuff too in the wings. It's just what makes sense for the next release, you know. So I think after I do shows on this album, I'll kind of have a better perspective of where to go next. It is very, very exciting. And I kind of understand that you're kind of ever creating, you're always kind of moving forward and always readying something fresh. Where does your work ethic come from? I think I'm just neurotic. Mm. No, but uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I think the fact is just, I have to get this out of me. Like the idea that I have to get them out of my head. I have to develop them or they just live in my brain and kind of drive me nuts. But um, yeah, I mean, music's kind of like, also like my gaming in a, in a way sort of thing. Like people like really get into that. Like this is this is how I create, this is my sort of universe per se. And then um, people want to check it out and that's cool. <laughs> Would it be fair to call it an addiction? Oh yeah, a very healthy addiction, a creative mm -hmm. addiction do you though do you think you've got a good balance on when it when it comes to working hard being creative but also taking time for yourself yeah you know um i don't need a whole lot of downtime for myself to like recoup or whatever but you know when it's time to create or time to you know put on the producer hat or the engineer hat or the recording session work sort of stuff it's then it's you know that's my main focus and everything else kind of disappears so yeah you know it's you're always trying to find a balance sometimes mm. the balance is a little skew but you know i also <laughs> force myself to like not just always be creating too so like i'll not do something for a couple weeks and then you know book out whatever like two days or whatever and then do everything in that right so. what about um the other aspect of making music, being creative and wanting to get it out to an audience these days, social media and aspects like that. Is that an area you think you've got a good handle on, able to promote yourself well? And is it something you enjoy or would you rather not to have to do it? Um, I think it's, I mean, from an organic perspective, I think it's a struggle for a lot of musicians um, in, at our level because there's so much competition and really trying to get your voice heard and if that's the voice that someone's looking for and trying to find your tribe um but you know i am interested in the process of it and you know when somebody does come along or come across my music i usually ask them like how did you find me you know what platform did you listen to me on it's it's, it's inform yeah, or it's useful information uh -huh. just so i can kind of apply that to like maybe the next way I do a post or the next way I do marketing for something. 
That's really interesting. Yeah, you never really think about that because, of course, you see your numbers in Spotify and you might you'll see, you know, what territories or locations are listening to it. But to be able to utilise it, I wouldn't say many artists or bands ever really do or think about it. Yeah, I try to be conscientious about it because, I mean, if if my purpose or the, if what I'm trying to do is grow my audience and everything like that, I also want to have, you know, that interaction with people as if I was meeting them in person after a show, you know? So I, I really do want to focus on that human element as well. That's awesome. Cause of course it's so hard to do these days, particularly when you have no choice, but to be talking to people via right. the computer. Yeah. Um, for you, what's one song from just drive that you're particularly interested in seeing to the, seeing the reaction to? I would say maybe Sultry Eyes. Mm. Why? Uh, so there's actually uh, an interlude that opens it called um, Breathless Mahoney. And that's, you know, like, as a kid, I watched this movie called Dick Tracy. Mm. Oh, yes. It's been a while, yeah. And I really love the soundtrack on that. And actually, the album that Madonna did in conjunction with that album. There's like some really cool songs on that. Um, so I kind of wanted to bring that sort of vibe to songs. And then it was also inspired being um, being down on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, too. So I was trying to get that sort of um, just just trying to channel the vibe and energy of me, you know, just checking everything out when I was down there. And also like the choruses, those are kind of I don't know, Tom Waits heavy, you know, as far as the sound. And yeah, I, I think it's just kind of a the juxtaposition between the verses and the choruses. And um, yeah, I'm really interested to see what the reaction is on that one. Amazing. So you've kind of spelled out a little bit of your plan or your roadmap, as it were, for the next couple of months and so on. But can you go into depth about what you think the future does hold for Joey Diabolic? Or is this something you're just kind of waiting to see how things work out? I used to do this thing where I would kind of over project what things would be. And I'd always have to course correct along the way. So mm. this time around, like I have general ideas of like and um, timetables of like when I want to kind of hopefully initiate things but i'm just gonna kind of let things happen naturally on this one it's like okay some like i'm getting a vibe for this let me just knock it out real quick one or two days and around put it out then kind of per interact or you know per instance as opposed to like trying to think ahead of everything and then uh realizing oh this isn't going to work out but i already committed to it and uh you know so it's yeah, less I'm just gonna kind of be a little bit more laid back on this one. Oh, that's cool. So it's less like spinning plates and more just several pots simmering until you're ready to put them on the boil. Exactly. That's actually a great analogy. I like that. Amazing, amazing. Um, all right, let's try and look into the future a bit here. Say 12 months time, you're looking back at just drive. What would you hope to be able to say in regards to measuring its success? 
So you look back and you feel it was successful for what reason? Um, hypothetically, that you know, I got a positive response on the album, got some good streams out of it. Um, maybe elevate the project of Joey Diabolic to the next level, whatever that level looks like, mm-hmm. and establish myself into the LA music scene, you know, because there's tons of clubs out here. Everyone seems pretty chill and pretty open. And the idea I have is to do mellow sets for that's more um, around the Just Drive material and then do metal sets, which is more of the older stuff. So I could hit maybe both, um, you know, both di- or two different scenes simultaneously. So that's kind of the idea. We'll see what happens with uh, that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Um, okay. Last one then. What's uh, your favorite thing about being Joey Diabolic? I think it's just the, I, I don't really, uh, limit myself creatively i think that's like the the thing i, I appreciate yeah. the most it's like yeah being a solo artist and all that sort of stuff it's like you have control over everything but i think it's just as opposed to what i was doing in martyr art which like i felt like things had to be done a certain way like this it's just like whatever different drum sound on every song uh write the songs don't even think about if how you're gonna figure out how to play them live so it's just kind of way more free form and um, you, the, the song being the more most important thing as opposed to what I think as a person it should be. Just letting the art be the focal point. Yeah, like um, every artist in the world would want to be able to say they, they, they could do what do that and have that but very few do so it's uh it's you're you're blessed that you have that opportunity you've created the opportunity for yourself yeah yeah it's, uh, it's a nice position to be in <laughs> it is it is indeed okay joe we actually reached this point in the interview where we switch things up and this is ozzy osbo and in his head hold a ton of cards that are random questions from the most silly to the most serious things and i'm going to pull some out about five, and uh, you're going to answer me if you don't, if you would please. All right, I'll do my best. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll we'll randomly pull one out, and I have number nineteen. And it begins with, "What was the last TV show you binge watched?" Suits. Suits. Oh, there's a lot of seasons of that, isn't there? Yeah, I believe there's seven seasons, nine seasons. Did uh, you do the show? Was incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I was like obsessed with that show. <laughs> <laughs> I actually. I saw all these clips on TikTok about the show. I'm like, this, I don't know what the hell this show is, but I'm like, I'm hooked. And then I figured out what it was. And and that was actually before they re-released to Netflix. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Never seen a single episode. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really fun. It's like a comedy drama. Okay, right. Number two. What is your favorite dinosaur? Stegosaurus? Okay, it's Stegosaurus. I think that's the first time anyone's ever answered that question with that one. Everybody who goes for T-Rex or Velociraptor. See, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, you know, let me try something a little different. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, uh, number 70. If you could live in a different era of time, what would you choose and why? I don't know. I feel like the Victorian era would be pretty cool. Especially all the, uh, the architecture and, you know, probably, I guess, more or less the origin of, like, gothic ideology and visuals and concepts and stuff like that. I think that would work for me. That's a cool. That's a cool one as well because that's a period where creative freedom was growing and ideas were coming out and developing as um, human humanity. Yeah. Okay, number sixty three. What is a topic that you were quite argumentative about? That. Uh... Saint anger isn't as bad as people think it is. I feel it's like all about the lens, right? Because I I listen to that and I'm like, oh, that's kind of like Metallica doing their version of Sepultura's Roots album. <laughs> I've not heard that comparison, but I like it. Uh, I, I feel like um, the the older that album is getting, the more forgiving uh, people are becoming about it. Yeah, I think it was just, you know, it, it's something. I don't think anybody expected that to be the album that they dropped. It was yeah. that, wasn't it? Surprise. Yeah. Okay, right. Last one. Number 32. What is your go to cocktail? Dirty martini, extra dirty, uh, vodka, not, not gin. Okay, okay. That's your go to yeah. cocktail. I don't think I've ever had that. Yeah, that's uh, Chef's Kiss. <laughs> amazing amazing <laughs> oh joey there we go i'll leave it there thank you so much for taking the time to do this just drive it's an incredible album wish you all the success with it thank you again thank you Carl. this is great thank you very much for watching if you liked what you saw please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button if you really liked what you saw consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?